Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Verity Gear, welcome to Human Stories. Thank you very much indeed for having me. Now, um, it says here that you're a broadcast journalist, a newsreader, a presenter in uh, the UK and in America. And uh, at the moment, you co-present The Breakfast Show on British Forces Broadcasting Service. So what's it like to be interviewed by an interviewer instead of interviewing (laughs) somebody else? It is actually quite scary because I'm so used to being in control. Um, But I have done a few interviews uh, about the book, so I've kind of become quite well versed on what it's all about. But, yeah, it's it's scary because ordinarily you're just batting the questions at somebody else. And then while they're answering, you're thinking about what you're going to ask next. So, yeah, that's right. Of course. I mean, and uh, I've I, I've obviously interviewed thousands of people like you have, and uh, uh, occasionally I get interviewed. Uh, I think the scariest one was when I was interviewed on uh, BBC News um, on camera, obviously, and that, that was fairly scary because I'm not used to doing that. But I but I do interview people to camera as well. So yeah, it's a strange old business, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. you have uh, written a book called Man Detox. Now that yeah. is that's a brilliant title. <laughs> And it conjures up all sorts of things in my head that it might be about. So uh, over to you. Tell me what the book's about. Well, uh, I don't know if you know much about the online dating world. No, he says um, quickly. <laughs> well, you're very lucky, to be honest, if you don't know much about it, because uh, the dating game is very, very different now. Mm. And um, it's a jungle out there. That's the easiest way to describe it. Sounds horrendous. Uh, <laughs> And um, I reached a point where I just absolutely had enough. I'd got so many disastrous dating stories. And a friend of mine who's a therapist, actually, over coffee, she said, Verity, you need to do a man detox. And I was like, what's that? I've never heard of this. She said it like you need to do a diet type thing. Um, And it's quite similar, really, to a diet in as much as uh, I made up my own rules, but for my man detox, I said to myself, no dates, no meeting up with somebody which might end up as a date and no looking for dates. So basically just cutting myself off all of the internet dating apps and no revisiting any previous um, romantic liaisons and that sort of thing. And I said to myself, I was going to do it for a month because any longer than a month just sounded so scary at the time. So a bit like, a, not... like a dry January. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you think about how much of a fuss people made even this year about giving up alcohol for a year. Hmm. So it's the same thing, giving up men, uh, sorry, for a month. Um, <laughs> anyway, it turned into three months. And while I wasn't dating, I decided to write about it instead. And that's how we got onto the book. It started off as a blog. I just started off writing about how I was feeling and kind of reflecting on why I was in the situation I was in. You know, Mm. um, lots of people have been able to relate to what I've said, which is 
you know, I'm just a normal girl who wants to meet a normal guy and have a, a nice life. I don't think I was expecting the earth, but these days dating is a little bit like any online shopping. Gosh. There is too much choice. And so if somebody becomes in any way distracted or bored of you, they just move on to the next. Mm. And it feels so disposable. So um, there's, there's no commitment anymore. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to demonise all online dating. I know lots of people that have had so much success, but I just don't think it works for me. Um, I've been able to reflect on that, you know, ever since I've written the book, really, which is, I'm the kind of person that just falls in love a bit too easily. Now, you can't fall in love with somebody who's already seeing a whole raft of other girls. Mm. And and, and that's the sort of uh, people that use these dating software apps. Yeah, in my experience it was, yeah. But, Mm. um, yeah, so I decided to try and learn from everything that I'd experienced by writing it down in a warts and all book (laughs) um i don't hold back you know i i look at all of the different types of relationships i'd experienced whether it was a much younger man or um you know people that kind of came and and went very quickly or the ones that uh i probably shouldn't have let go of you know it works both ways you you think that you can find somebody better especially when you're younger and there's there's a lot more choice around. Yeah. Um, there's also a chapter about my dad. You know, I I look at my relationship with my dad to see if that had kind of impacted how I viewed men and how I behaved around men. Well, actually, I I really sort of came to terms with the fact that my dad was just like lots of other men. Really, I came into the world when he was only twenty three, which is so young, really. Mm, it is. And he didn't know what he was doing any more than the next 23-year-old guy. And mm. he, he did his best, uh, as did my mum. But, um, yeah, he just wasn't around very much. And I, I think that definitely kind of impacts how I am now, which is I don't really want – I don't want to try and fight for somebody's attention all the time. I just want it to be a kind of natural union. Do you think that you were in a rush at all? Yeah, I think that's a really good way of describing it. I think there is a social pressure, really, to meet the right guy, get married, have the children, all this kind of thing. Mm, I agree. Um, And it takes a long time to get to know somebody. And um, just to kind of spoil the end a bit, you know, I, I did meet somebody in the end and I've now been with him for two years and you still learn about each other every day, oh. you know? Is he worried? <laughs> what, that I might write a book about him? <laughs> yes, the sequel. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think I've done that now. Oh. And, um, you know, one of the main things I was concerned about was that this book is true and I had to mask every single person and make sure that they were completely uh, unidentifiable because I didn't want to hurt anybody. No. It wasn't about them. It was about me and how they made me feel. So, you know, if I was to write a book about my now boyfriend, it would be pretty obvious it was about him, you know? Yeah, sure. 
And um, have you had any response from your previous uh, relationships about the book? <laughs> no, I've been really lucky. I, I haven't really heard from anybody. Only only good things, really. You know, I, I've I wrote about like my first um, my childhood sweetheart. You know, and. Um, my first ever boyfriend at school and stuff like that. You know, mm. I've heard from them just saying, well done for writing a book, really. And and actually, some of them have said, I'm honoured that you included me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Would you describe it as a guide to relationships? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I do say at the beginning, I don't know any more than anybody else, but I've just chosen to write it all down. And I think the reason that it's, it's been quite well received is because so many people can relate to it. Now, whether that makes it a guide or just makes people feel better, quite frankly, oh. about their own love life, then it's done some good. And, you know, I have had some people say to me, do you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to stop dating altogether mm. and stop trying so hard to find somebody um because the old cliche when you stop looking it comes along yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of uh, leaving it up to fate yeah that's right yeah i think we're so used to being so in control of our destiny these days you know you go to school you're probably going to go to college you're probably going to go to university these days and then you pretty much can be in control of where you're going next but it doesn't work like that in in love life no people just come and go in your world and if you're not careful you can be quite shut down to what's around you and it was really only when i finally stopped concentrating so hard on what it was i thought i wanted that the person i kind of least expected to be attracted to came into my life you know he's terribly shy you know he's he's nothing like me to be honest but he was kind, and that's what I was looking for, really, when I was perfectly honest with myself. Yeah, you want you want to be attracted to somebody, but somebody being tall, dark, and handsome is just it's not important at all, actually, on a day-to-day -day basis, is it? No, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? Mm. How do um, men react to your book? I mean, have you had any feedback from men in general? Um, you know, does it apply to to men and their relationships as well? Yeah, do you know what? I've had quite a few guys get in touch to say, first of all, they thought it was hilarious. And that's really important to me because at the end of the day, I did try to write something that would make people laugh. Um, but I think uh, it's another thing I really have learned is that we all have the same struggles, whether you're male or female. Uh -huh. you, all have, you all have insecurities. Everybody wishes they were a bit taller, a bit thinner, a bit brainier a bit wealthier whatever it is all of the things that we battle with as humans is not just a female thing okay. it's just that i think we might be better at expressing it at times yeah would you um recommend to uh all women to have uh, time off a uh, detox from men i would actually yeah and it's really hard to convince some people um, I've got a friend who basically I told her about doing this man detox and she said, oh, you're just absolutely wasting time. 
She just couldn't get her head around it at all. Whereas I see on on a almost day to day basis with her that she's just literally burrowing down in this pool of men, none of which are good enough. And she's basically just kind of seeing the good in anybody who comes along. And, and she's lost sight of who she is and what she wants. And that's what it's a bit like any detox. If you just stop for a minute and take stock, you're able to kind of see the wood for the trees. So I, I would really, really recommend it. Is there going to be a sequel to the book? <laughs> Maybe a uh, well, girl detox. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about that and um, I'm really missing writing, but the way I've kind of fulfilled that passion at the moment is I am working with some writers to try and turn the book into a TV series. Oh, wow. Um, so that's taking up quite a lot of my time. It's quite different to the book, but the premise is the same. And, um, yeah, I mean, people and, you know, broadcasters are so hungry for content at the moment because mm. of so many different platforms available. So mm. I'm just trying to jump on a bandwagon. Whether it comes off, I don't know. But do you know what? I'm enjoying the process. Oh, if you don't try. Yeah. Well, I wish you well with that. That's uh, you must keep me posted as to your progress with that. That uh, sounds Thank fascinating. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. What advice would you give to somebody um, thinking about writing a book about their experiences? Yeah, it's funny you should say that because quite a few people have got in touch with me who, you know, sort of ex-colleagues who I've forgotten about along the way type thing have got in touch on Facebook and things and said, "How did you get?" A you know, publishing deal, how do I write a book? And my biggest advice is always just write it. Like, stop worrying about whether it's going to get published or not. I didn't actually plan to write a book. I just started writing on a blog, which got picked up by a literary agent. I was incredibly lucky. It happened very, very fast. I started doing the Man Detox at the beginning of November, and I had my book deal by January which is pretty unheard of but um you know I think I just tapped into something which was you know the dating scene is obviously always of interest but particularly the online dating scene and because I was so candid about what happened I just I caught the imagination of a publisher now you know, it's incredibly difficult to get a publishing deal. I was just lucky, but I don't think that should stop you writing mm. about anything really, because the main thing is if you feel passionate about what you're writing, it will just happen. I I set myself, um, I was given the book deal in January and I had to have the book written by the end of March. And I only took two weeks off work and I wrote 50,000 words in those two weeks. Wow. But it was all ready to go. You know, all of my experiences were ready to be typed up. It's just kind of having that dedication to the keyboard for a yeah. bit. And it's tiring. Yeah. Um, but. Are there right. any uh, funny stories in the book you can tell us about that um, that's broadcastable? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um so one of the um, stories that people always pick up on is a guy who 
he was so lovely. In fact, I was a bit mean to him, really. But um, he basically couldn't believe his luck, which was I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I, d- I don't think he'd really had too much female attention. And I went out with him because I thought he was a very nice guy. And I thought maybe I should try a nice guy, you know. Uh, he was possibly a bit too nice, and um, he basically got his Bible out um, after our date. <laughs> and um, I, he was at the end of the bed, just kind of leaning down, and I was like, "Oh, what, what are you up to?" And he, he was he was praying for forgiveness for what had just happened. <laughs> um, and I mean, I just didn't know what to do with myself, to be honest. <laughs> was it was it because uh, uh, he wasn't very good? Well, that that was one thing <laughs> we should have been praying for, yeah. But um, <laughs> it was it was more that I think um, I had taken his virginity, and it wasn't particularly in the circumstances that he would have liked it to be, because we weren't married, of course. So yeah, that's the kind of story that you I just couldn't make that up. It happens. You Fantastic. Know. <laughs> and is he is he all right now? I'm worried about this guy now. Is he okay? He's okay. Yeah. Is he now the Archbishop of Canterbury? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I to this day feel so guilty about the whole thing that yeah we don't we don't stay in touch. No. But um, no, there's another guy who I, I write about in the book who uh, basically turned up to a date and I'd been chatting to him online for six months. So I thought I'd kind of got to know him quite well, you know. Anyway, I turned up and um, he had a clipboard uh, with a checklist of everything that he was looking for in a woman. <laughs> and... Uh, I just, I really, I thought he was looking at the menu or something because we were just in this cocktail bar. But he was working out whether I fitted the criteria for what he was looking for. I mean, just to fill you in, he did not tick any of my criteria, but I didn't have a checklist with me. So, you know, again, that was quite sort of an abrupt end to what was a six month Six months of my life. Did he sort of walk round with his clipboard and a pen looking up and down going, yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, again, dear. you couldn't make it up. I'm sure it's happened to other people, but I bothered to write it down. And that's why I hope that people, you know, are able to laugh out loud at the book more than anything. There, there, are, there are some kind of toe curling moments i know and i kind of because even i feel like it's done now i i can't believe i wrote it type thing and i couldn't really write it again i was just in that headspace at the time but Mm. i'm glad i did in a way because you forget about these stories don't you absolutely yeah that's fantastic verity thank you so much for talking to human stories i'm i'm giggling now and i'm gonna have to buy the book this is the problem i have if i (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I interview <laughs> authors, then I have to go over in the studio. You probably can't see it. That's the other side. I've got three that I've got to read that I haven't touched uh, from uh, various authors, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, but I have to buy them, obviously. I don't expect to be given anything. But um, um, I'm going to have to buy yours now because it sounds amazing. Thank you so oh. much. <laughs> Thank well, you. look, I will send you a copy. There we go. This is a, this is no, a good no, 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 no. 
Oh, well, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for doing doing the interview today. And you know, most importantly, let me know what you think. Of course, but I will buy. It. I will pay for it because I, I don't take freebies. So I'll buy. Okay. I'll buy it off, <laughs> off Amazon, and it's called Man Detox by Verity Gear. Thank you very much for talking to me. Take care. Thank you. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to get your message across, contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.